Nationwide, home prices had plummeted, wiping out nearly 40% of American families' home equity between December 2006 and December 2008. The unemployment rate hovered around 10%. For every job opening, there were six job seekers. State and local governments faced with unprecedented budget deficits were slashing gaping holes in the safety net, raising taxes, and threatening to lay off hundreds of thousands of teachers. Leading economists suggested it would be years before the country returned to full employment. The human toll in shattered careers, disrupted families, and lost security was incalculable. These two starkly divergent tales of 2009 represent just the most recent and painful chapter of a longer story. Over the last generation, more and more of the rewards of growth have gone to the rich and super-rich. The rest of America, from the poor through the upper middle class, has fallen further and further behind. Like Wall Street's deep-pocketed denizens in 2009, the very richest of Americans have shot into the economic stratosphere, leaving middle and working-class Americans to watch their fortunate fellow men's ascent while remaining firmly planted on economic terra firma. In the phrase that leads this book's title, the American economy has become winner-take-all. Consider the astonishing statistics. From 1979 until the eve of the Great Recession, the top 1% received 36% of all gains in household income, even after taking into account the value of employer-sponsored health insurance, all federal taxes, and all government benefits. We will examine this DNA evidence which provides irrefutable proof of the hyper-concentration of economic gains at the top, in the next chapter. Economic growth was even more skewed between 2001 and 2006, during which the share of income gains going to the top 1% was over 53%. That's right. More than 50 cents of every dollar in additional income pocketed by Americans over this half-decade accrued to the richest one in 100 households. Even more striking, the top 0.1%, one out of every thousand households, received over 20% of all after-tax income gains between 1979 and 2005, compared with the 13.5% enjoyed by the bottom 60% of households. If the total income growth of these years were a pie, in other words, the slice enjoyed by the roughly 300,000 people in the top tenth of 1% would be half again as large as the slice enjoyed by the roughly 180 million in the bottom 60%. Little wonder that the share of Americans who see the United States as divided between haves and have-nots has risen sharply over the past two decades. Although, as we will see, the economic winners are more accurately portrayed as the have-it-alls, so concentrated have the gains been at the very, very top. These mind-boggling differences have no precedent in the 40 years of shared prosperity that marked the U.S. economy before the late 1970s. Nor do they have any real parallel elsewhere in the advanced industrial world. A generation ago, the United States was a recognizable, if somewhat more unequal, member of the cluster of affluent democracies known as mixed economies, where fast growth was widely shared. No more. Since around 1980, we have drifted away from that mixed economy cluster and traveled a considerable distance toward another.
the capitalist oligarchies, like Brazil, Mexico, and Russia, with their much greater concentration of economic bounty. Of course, the United States is far richer than these oligarchic nations. But contrary to the rhetoric of inequality's apologists, it has not grown consistently more quickly than other rich democracies that have seen little or no tilt toward winner-take-all. America's runaway rewards for the affluent have not unleashed an economic miracle whose rewards have generously filtered down to the poor and middle class. Quite the opposite. Like a raging fever that announces a more serious underlying disease, rising inequality is only the clearest indicator of an economic transformation that has touched virtually every aspect of American standard of living. From the erosion of job security to the declining reach of health insurance, from the rising toll of home foreclosures to the growing numbers of personal bankruptcy.